Hey everyone, welcome back to the Murderbird Podcast. This is Civil Trials, the discussion show for the Murderbird Podcast. I'm your host, Walter. Tonight I am here with Shelton. Hello. Jeanette. Howdy. And Solo. How's it going, y'all? Great. Nice to have you guys back. And tonight we are discussing the movie Porno from 2019 slash 2020. This podcast does contain spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie, this is your spoiler warning. And if you have, I hope you enjoy our show here. All right, guys. Uh, first off, let's start with your overall reaction to this movie because I, I, this is your first time watching this movie. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> so let's just go down the line and give your like overall like one sentence, uh, reaction to to this special little movie I found. I was very confused the entire time. I feel like it was surprising. Surprisingly good i thought it was surprisingly uh funny all right all right uh yeah i i'm going to make my sentence all three of yours because i was both confused surprised and surprised it was good but uh (laughs) yeah so just for reference i first saw this movie like last year during the lockdown i think around halloween is when it premiered on shutter um and i was like okay cool i'll watch this it's called porno and i was blown away i was like oh wow this is surprisingly good and uh this wasn't intended for this month but i just felt like you know i needed extra i needed a new movie to slide in i thought this one this one would work but um not gonna be long just one so we have three people here including myself that work at a movie theater this movie is about a movie theater so i just wanted to uh ask uh Jeanette and shelton uh if you remember what was your experience like or how would you wrap up your experience working at a movie theater uh in correlation with this movie I absolutely loved it, and I like the experience of working in it. You meet a whole bunch of people. You meet people who are passionate about it, um, about film, and want to be movie stars or want to be like you know as involved in the movie. You get to talk to people. You actually get to see all the small things, and not only like of course there's people who actually make the movie but the people who actually project the movie as an advertisement and stuff like that so there's small stuff that i see um to get a movie out that i absolutely loved um the people there were great um except for a couple but you know this is a different podcast um but yeah um i definitely loved it i loved closing I hated the harassment of being closing, but I loved the closing part because it was nice. It was like a different ambiance of seeing, of going to the movie theaters as a customer versus going to the movie theaters as a worker. All right, all right. Uh, what about you, Sheldon? Yeah, she she hit the nail on the head with that one. But a, a lot of times it didn't really feel like a job job. It was just, I don't know, it was a very lighthearted feeling to it. Very easy to have a good time. All right, yeah, I second both of you. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I've said it before. I said it on me and Sheldon's podcast on a, when we did interrogation and we talked about working. It was, it's my favorite job I've worked so far. It'll probably remain my favorite until like I get you know, ac- an actual career. But uh, I, I loved Regal with all my heart. It's like, it was like a second home to me. It was definitely my escape place. Definitely met a lot of interesting people, people that I absolutely love. Uh, you know, shout out to Jeanette and Sheldon for getting me that job because I didn't know they were hiring at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was there the longest because I didn't want to let go, but eventually I had to because the pay did kind of suck after a while. Yeah. But uh, 
I love it. I like the benefits. And again, I think for me, the most important thing that or the, was the most uh, thing I covet the most about uh, the movie theater job was the people and more of the fact that it it did come with some really cool benefits. But definitely the, the people for me. Great. I know. Three movies. They oh, my decline, God. My mom though. asked me to go get a part time job there just so <laughs> she could watch the free movies. I remember because I used to be a college student. And I worked at Regal three or four days out of the week. I worked two morning shifts and two closing shifts. And my mom, I would take my mom when I had the morning shift or my closing shift to go in earlier that morning to go watch movies. Um, and like the people there absolutely knew my, loved her and knew my mom because she used to always drop me off every day. And they'd be like, oh, listen, just go ahead. Whatever movie you want to watch today. She didn't have to be there with me. I'll be on shift and she go watch movies. Bobby loved her a lot. This is back when Bobby was like the GM. Yeah, Bobby was yeah. awesome. He was awkward to me, but yeah, he was cool. Uh, my I know I know my family really liked the popcorn. I liked the bags of popcorn we used to like oh, throwing. So I used to just yeah. like pack my car with like three bags of popcorn like at the end of every weekend. My um, like every other week I used to pack it or bring the bag home to my sister, and she she used to sell them for like in little Ziploc bags. <laughs> so the popcorn she got for free, the Ziploc bags, like the cheap one she got for like a dollar fifty. He she used to sell popcorn every day or every other day for a dollar fifty each. So she made a huge profit back that she got for free popcorn. All right, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, well that's all for our little intro here. So we're gonna take a quick break and then I'll be back with the movie facts and then we're gonna get into the movie porno. Todd. Dude, you're gonna have to give him mouth to mouth. He's breathing, you cretin. Todd! You okay, man? What, what happened? I, I saw her. You saw who? Well, who'd you see, Todd? Her. Dude, he peed his pants. <laughs> hey, but I don't think it's pee, man. It's not. What are you talking about? The, the woman, the woman from the film, she was here. I saw her. Her hooters, man, and everything else. Yeah, right. The only naked lady you've ever seen is your mom. My mom's dead, freak! Prove it! Who's that? All right, and we're back. So uh, here's some quick movie facts about the movie. Uh, the movie did premiere uh, during South by Southwest in 2019, and it ran the festival circuit. But the movie was officially released May 8th, 2020. It's directed by Kilo Rachel. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, written by Lauren Vincietti and Matt Black. The film stars Larry Saperstein, Julian Mueller, Glenn Scott, Caitlin Pierce, Evan Daves, and Robbie Tan. And the plot goes as such, set in the early 1990s, five teen employees at a small movie theater find a mysterious film reel and decide to play it after their theater closes. Watching the vintage X-rated film unleashes a succubus who tries to seduce each of the five teens as they attempt to escape the theater intact. So um, that's about it. Yeah, it was not a lot. Not a lot. Um, only thing I know is that, uh, only thing I'll say is that uh, Larry Saperstein is the only actor that I knew coming in. Because uh, he is one of the stars of High School Musical, the musical, the series. He's actually one of my favorite characters. He's essentially 
Because essentially, if you took Ben and Shelton and compressed their personalities into a small redheaded child, that is his <laughs> character on that show. But, I'm not uh, gonna lie, the casting on there was great though. Like, why? Well, working a lot with you though too, I noticed a lot of stuff in film. Like, like I can tell. Like they, it felt like it felt like as if I was at work with them and I'm like working at a movie theater again, and like these are the personalities that I would run into instead of like you know like the rare rich person who has everything for them. Like I feel like they were actually fit their role very well. I, I, totally, I totally agree. I, I love just about every person in this movie, and I'm glad it's a really small cast. All right, so we're going to take one small break, and then we're going to get into the actual movie, Porno. You guys hear that? The science of porn is well known. The human brain, when aroused by erotic images, dumps chemicals into the bloodstream, which send the viewer into full throttle, give me more mode. No, that's right, and we may think that we're just being curious, but that will turn into an obsession. And we're back. So let's get into the movie Porno, guys. We gave our overall thoughts, but let's kind of dive in deeper here. So just to set everything up, the film uh, starts. It is. It does take place in the early 90s. If you want to know the specific time and year, or it's 1992 based on the two movies that are shown primarily throughout the uh, film, which is The League of Their Own and Encino Man. Um, and we pretty much start off with uh, actual porn sort of there's uh these two boys spying on their neighbors as they are having sex uh, but then we get we get into that then we get introduced to the actual like cast and then setting and everything it's a christian movie theater apparently and we have todd abe ricky chastity and their manager mr pike as well as the projection guy uh they call it heavy metal jeff or just jeff but um so i think the best part about this movie is its characters so if you guys want to start uh, or we can just start with, I'll say we'll start with Stalo. What did you think about your characters? Which one was your favorite? And, uh, you know, just what's your overall thoughts on these uh, unique set of characters in this movie? Well, I think uh, Jeff definitely was my favorite character. He was such an, <laughs> such so chaotic and so good at the same time. And it's funny because I had, I had known about this movie for a while. I just never got around to the chance of actually watching it. One, because it's if you don't really know where to look, it's hard to find, and in <laughs> it's very hard to find if you just try and look it up. 
But I thought the movie was great. Um, I actually thought it was really funny, too. Um, for a horror movie, it did have a lot of comedy elements, which I loved. Um, it was definitely unpredictable. I, I didn't really know where the plot was going majority of the time. And it was, uh, it was overall a good experience. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I love the movie, which is very weird for me. I really don't like a lot of movies, though, too. But I noticed that with a lot of small movies like this where people don't hear about, they always have a better outcome for me. Um, but my favorite character has to be Jeff. Like, so, like, at first I was like, I didn't realize it was a horror comedy. I just thought it was supposed to be a horror film. So all the small stuff that was supposed to be funny, I was like, am, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Because I feel like it's wrong if I laugh during a horror film. But it, it was funny. It was both relieving and I feel like the comedy aspects, a lot of times horror comedies, the comedy aspects kind of ruin the whole movie itself. But like for this one, I feel like it was relieving enough for me to still feel stressed as hell watching it. And, you know, the other way around, though, too. Um, but I can definitely see me re me rewatching this movie again. Nice, uh, nice. Of course, also, I got to give it to me because... I because I as you guys know I practice a lot of witchcraft and you know the 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 Wiccan star and stuff like that that people use people always say it's satanic. I like the fact that they actually use a different more accurate symbol than the actual Wicca star, which isn't a satanic symbol at all. Which I was really happy to see that that I feel like they put a lot of more effort into the film and it it felt not necessarily low budget but on budget. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get that on budget. All right, uh, Sheldon, you want to give your spill on the characters? Which one's your favorite? Which ones uh, did you like, not like? Overall thoughts on these unique characters? Yeah, my favorite was definitely Jeff. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> He's just, it's like, you never knew when he was going to pop off, but you knew when he did, it was going to rather, it was going to be something crazy every single time. And it was amazing. Also, R.I.P. his nuts. Cause oh, <laughs> that's you, Strig. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, that man nuts. They got <laughs> fucked up, bro. Man, not only did they explode, but the fact that they showed them afterwards. Oh, God. Tied up. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got to see a, a close-up, one-on-one visual. <laughs> of the process though but that's one thing that i really like about that movie though too is that like the parts that everybody actually wants to see is shown you know what i mean yeah like yeah. that i don't want to just see like oh god jeff got his nuts blown and it did not show like the whole process and then like I feel like that was a good part about it, though. That's, like, the gore part that a lot of movies are missing. When they say gore, all it is is just blood splashing everywhere. But, like, gore in this one is, like, as you actually see his nuts and the little balls pop, pop out. And I'm like, oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> he grabs the testicle and, like, yeah. back in. Yeah, he just shoves it back in, back in there. there. Dude, I love that whole sequence. It was absolutely hilarious. Especially when he was, like, He's like, it's okay. He's like, I was in Boy Scouts, you know. I, you know, I was trained in first aid. I can do this. And he was like, Are you sure? Are you sure you can do it? And he's like, What do you mean? He was like, Because you're gay. <laughs> oh my God, the Christian. Also, have you so? <laughs> the fucking Christian themes. 
Dude, yeah. the Christian theme is what threw me off the most. The I was like, I was like, God, this is frustrating me so much at the same time. But it's like hilarious as hell. The same. Yeah. I was like, oh God, it didn't. It wasn't intoxicating. It was hilarious. It wasn't like worshiping Christians. It was like you know, this is the shit. Like you know, the other side of Christians that we could be comedic about. Yeah, I definitely thought this movie was uh, 100% making fun of Christians, and I loved it, because I was like, this is all true. <laughs> I, it reminded me when like, I was a when kid. They were like, were like, when they were like, is all porn like this? I fucking died. <laughs> no, bro, because the moment that like kind of triggered me is when dude leans over when I first started, and he's like, is this an art film? And I was like, oh, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's right, though. <laughs> And then the dude comes out there and he's like, no, we're not going to sit here and watch your European titty movie. And I was like, oh, my God, that's not what they all are. No, freaking that's Jeff, like, he didn't, he didn't get turned on by anything else but cigarettes. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, she, oh, she, hey, she put on that leather jacket and had both them cigarettes and Jeff was done for. But it, I cracked up when earlier Jeff was like, I smell cigarettes. And he bust out the door. Oh, <laughs> and just, oh, the oh dude. <laughs> I, I, that scene though I was okay first it, I was iffy about it. I was like please tell me this isn't gonna be like about super Christians but like seeing Jeff I feel like Jeff made the movie I feel like his character definitely made the movie one for the comedic like relief but two like the fact that he's a super Christian living listening to hardcore like m- music or whatever that he kept saying I, I feel like I feel like he did great his character was awesome the person who played them was great like i i feel like putting him in there was an important person throughout the film definitely I definitely just, i just love how after his nuts exploded he's just like he smokes a cigarette and he's just like there's no god yeah <laughs> i don't believe yeah. anymore it's like damn i, I definitely mean, love... nuts will do that to you it really yeah <laughs> i really love jeff uh, he is definitely one of my favorite characters. He definitely makes the movie. But I also like the other people in here, mainly Todd and Ricky, because they oh, also yeah. had some hilarious lines in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone noticed, because I've watched this movie twice. Uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't know that uh, uh, Todd, which is, which is Larry Saperstein, little redheaded cat, uh, Jewish kid, he has this <laughs> thing with, he has like a bum arm. So I never noticed until like halfway through the movie when they bring it up. I'm like, oh yeah, he does have just like this little thing with his hand. But like yeah, me, I was literally so confused when he's like, Hey, look at my hand. And I kept asking the boys, I was like, What happened to his hand? What did I miss? Why is his hand fucked up? I know they never explain it. I at first I think he just was probably born with it, or maybe because his whole backstory and then kind of like the main mystery of this movie is like why is Todd considered a pervert? It's because he was left in a tree and he was arrested because of he was peeping through a, a, a lady's window while she was what getting dressed, I think. And yeah. Yeah. so I'm thinking either he fell off or no. he was just born with it. Yeah. But uh, definitely, definitely, Ricky had me laughing because he was just so clueless throughout the entire movie. Like one of the lines that get me all the time is uh, when they're when they're when they follow the old man down the stairs in that little secret theater. And uh, he's he was like he was like possessed or something. And then Jeff was like, "Yeah, telltale signs." And Ricky goes, "A possession?" He's like, "No, addiction, Ricky." And everybody just goes, <laughs> "Like Ricky's an idiot." <laughs> I just love that Ricky's just a big idiot. Dude, I feel yeah. okay. So we always talk about we every we always talk about our favorite characters. But what character did you guys dislike the most? 
I didn't dislike anybody. Uh, Maybe the manager because he was just yeah. I didn't yes, like yes. The, the manager was the one who I disliked the most. Yeah. Chastity was getting close. It was really close. It goes. It's probably the manager and Chastity are probably be like the two in the bottom. Well, I, I kind of like Chastity. She was fine. Yeah, I liked her. She was a bit mean. Like her story was written really weird because it. it, it she's kind of. I get the her character is kind of supposed to be like the the runner up manager or the assistant manager basically. But then later on, her story turns into, you know, I have this crush on this gay kid. Okay, cool. And then it turns into, yeah, I got pissed at this gay kid because he didn't like me, so I sent him to conversion camp. That's the part that I didn't like. That's the part about her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't that was like. fucked up. Yeah, that yeah. that definitely turns you on her at about a good ways into the movie. Like that happens earlier on. So I'm like, eh, Chastity's not looking pretty good. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, I do like that each character has a sort of flaw, but it's mainly Chastity and Abe, and it, uh, Abe is the 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 other friend, the the the, the real horny one, and yeah, the real horny one, because <laughs> <laughs> he's the one in the tree at the beginning, and he's also or on the bike at the beginning, and then he's also it, the one that left Todd there, but throughout it the movie, feels he, like Todd just assumed the persona. Yeah, I like the I like the. That scene where they went to Hell World, I thought it was really fucking funny. Where he was like, "You're like, you're my best friend, and this and this and real," and his eyes turned back to normal. Oh, really? Come here, come get a hug. And I'd be like, "Hi, just um, <laughs> Oh, this trick in the book. <laughs> <laughs> he lifts him up by his nuts, man. That was so good. I I, I love that part though too. I like. I honestly really did like the film. It was it was relieving in a lot of a lot of ways, and it satisfied me in a lot of ways too. Of course, because of the boobies, top <laughs> one, good Hooters. I she couldn't get hot. Hooters. Yeah. perfect though too. Yeah, I I definitely love the like, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. No, I definitely love the succubus. So let's kind of move on to that because okay, first off, the the whole little movie, the actual like ritual film that they got going on there, I I liked it. Very Argento. It is very art film like, but uh, <laughs> I I just loved it. I love that she had Bush too. You never see that nowadays. <laughs> you can tell she was stuck in the seventies. That it was actually correct for yeah. for that to be attractive. But what's your favorite aspect of it? I like the fact that she was a she could transform into stuff and into different people. I did like that. But what you guys think? I oh man, really I love interesting. that. Yeah, it, it the shape shifting was dope as fuck. But it was really interesting how she could only like fuck with them unless they came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, you like didn't come, alright, then I'm just gonna like scar you a little bit. Yeah, but like it was frustrating me though too because like the whole time when uh Chastity when she rung the bell at first, I was or like, you know, dropped in and it rang and it disappeared to its true form. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw the little bell and yeah. um the office too. And I was like, grab the bell. Why aren't you grabbing the bell? I'm sitting right there. And I was like, are these small things like how important are these small things though too to the film? But I kind of think I kind of think it was important though too, because the fact that he had the manager had the shotgun, he had the bell. He had a lot of stuff like kind of pre-set up though too, just in case something happened. It kind of like helps with the whole fact that he was part of it. And he knew what the hell was going on. Andy was a fucking perv. Yeah, but not just any. Okay, so when it was showing the scene of the like him revealing how he's a pervert, 
And they're like, oh, shit, this is the ladies' room. Me and Shelton didn't know it was the ladies' room. We thought it was the men's restroom. And I was like, oh, God. Because the guy looked like, the person who was in there looked like a guy. Oh, yeah. The the ladies' room. And I'm like, I think that's a guy. I like the line, oh, my God. He's filming people in the ladies' room. (laughs) (laughs) No shit, Ricky. Oh man, I do like when uh when they first start. Just kind of going back a little bit, one part that I absolutely love is um when they when they first watch the t- uh the film and then they like, turn it off and they're all arguing in like the uh the aisles of the theater. But then Todd disappears and everybody's like, "Wait, where's Todd?" He goes, "The wild card," and then puts it back on and locks himself <laughs> inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then Todd breaks the projector. Like, okay, so. Let me just talk about Todd real quick, because I love the fact that he just kept disappearing throughout this entire movie. Yeah, dude, he was gone most of the time. Yeah. and funny. To be the main character, he was gone for like 30 minutes at a time in each scene, and it's hilarious. Dude, I like how the fact that they, they at the beginning, they like tell, tell everybody that he's the perv, and the whole time they keep trying to push it and push it, like, you know, small things that would help you tip the scale and basically call him a perv. For example, yeah. when he ran and wanted to finish watching the film versus him being just curious about it and like him trying to admire it because of the beginning, they basically called him a perp or they did call him a perp because he had to go like he got arrested or whatever for it. And then at the end when it reveals I was actually the perp or some shit like that. And I was like, yeah, Abe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I also like how they didn't have a lot of characters in there. So that they had just enough characters that they needed, but enough for you to remember their names. I hate where people are like, the film's going on, and you guys, like, we'll all be talking. They're like, yeah, Jessica, this, this, and this. I was like, which one was Jessica? (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, Ricky, that's Ta, that's Chastity. And, like, we we know who they are. Yeah, I definitely, I I, I like that part, too. It's it's condensed, it's in one spot, you have this amount of characters, and they all get enough time to flesh out correctly. Yeah, I feel like they they use their money very well. Like, it was satisfying enough to watch. Like, the movie was, it was, it hit a lot of spots, and it, it was, it touched a lot of bases, and it was satisfying as in, like, where it needs to be not over and not under but because they hit every everything like at a how do you say like at the middle point constantly so like 50 all across the movie was like a hundred percent to me because i wasn't like oh let's spend some extra money over here let's spend extra time over here it was like okay bam 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 the same amount all across like with storyline with like even small details when it came to their clothes or like you know the movie theater itself like it, I, I saw I was so satisfied except for the part where the homeless guy ran into the wall or ran into that <laughs> thing and i was like man this is great he, he managed to run in there like so well and so precise that it cut down completely straight right through the middle it's like wow yeah just like when the when they first see him i'm like oh of course he's naked but it turns out he's just wearing underwear and he just <laughs> runs through the wall <laughs> I was so frustrated. I was like, why didn't y'all just leave? Why didn't y'all? I would have just called. If I, was, if I was there, I would have called the cops and then called Bobby and be like, hey, I called, I called the cops, Bobby. So, And then we're, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> the keys are there. There's a homeless guy in the building. I'm out. I'd be Todd. I'd just disappear and be like, but the titty movie. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. That's why, he, that's why he had to be sacrificed. <laughs> I love when he's like, he just disappears when they find him. He's just tied up and his like shirts open and dude just smacks him awake. He <laughs> smacked him awake. He's like, what was going on? <laughs> Everybody's screaming, ah, ah, and then he's asleep and it's like, wake up! Oh! The long, like, times where everybody is just screaming it. <laughs> <laughs> when the dude starts cutting himself and the screen starts shaking, everyone just fucking screaming for no yeah. fucking reason. <laughs> Todd wakes up. Ah, ah. He's like, "Stop cutting me, please!" <laughs> Stop cutting me, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was a little slow for the beta, though, too. But I kind of yeah. liked it, though. Like, I, I not at once that I go, "Man, this movie's kind of long." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had to sit down and enjoy it. There was no, like, boring parts to this. It was, like, constantly, I wanted to go pee, and I came back and saw Will and Shelton, like, you have to rewind it. You missed a lot. And I was like, what? Y'all can't she, see? They're like, no, you missed a lot. And it was only, like, 10, 15 minutes. But she I left mean, right before the ritual scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, yeah, that's a wrong time right to go after, pee. Right the after worst the time. Disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst time i could have left the any other scene but that scene and then i was like y'all can't explain it to me like just rewind it just rewind it yeah for me i think what makes this movie extremely fun is a lot of the dialogue like i just throughout my like note-taking session of this movie I'm just writing down dialogue and for me if i'm writing down just dialogue that i find funny that's great it's it's good yeah. it's a plus for me like one of my favorite parts is uh when they find todd in the hallway he's like it looks like you peed your pants Dude, I don't think that's pee. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. And I'm like, oh, God. Dude, I was so happy when you recommended the movie, though, too. Um, like, seeing it, and the first thing first thing I see is that they work at a movie theater. It was instant nostalgia. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, damn. So, like, us, us three working at the movie theater is like, what would y'all do if we were in that scenario? And because I know all three <laughs> of us were closers at some point. So, I like, love closers. <laughs> I love closing this one. Like, if we have to like walk around and be like, hey, like, bro, you gotta get out of here. And all of a sudden, some shit just be happening. (laughs) Oh my God. It bugged me so hard when they were gonna, um, like, go up to the old guy and they started moving closer. I was like, just yell. (laughs) In an empty auditorium, just yell. (laughs) He's just giggling in the corner. (laughs) Like, no, no. Um, what do we think about? I mean, all right, so obviously this movie's funny, but was there any parts that uh le- that came close to scary or horror to you guys? Like the old man, some or you know, the succubus maybe. Was there any like horror other than the gore? I mean, well, I guess gore too, because this movie's really gory. But, like, is there any horror aspect that got you? Man, I don't know. I think maybe the first time the succubus went from its, you know, a lustful form to its true form. Yeah, when it um, I think that's when it attacks Abe through the paint through the the picture or the wall, and she like throws up on him. Yeah, yeah. She has I sat there and that I was like, was "What's with demons and just throwing up on people for? Like, keep it in your mouth. Like, nobody I wants." Blame, <laughs> I blame James Wan for that. He did that <laughs> shit. He did that shit in Insidious. He did it in Con. Well, I guess it was. Really, it goes back to Exorcist, but I blame James Wan. He does it all. He does. He did it in that oh, new movie. He did. Uh, and Annabelle creation. Yeah, oh, that, that one was the best, though. 
<laughs> she pinned it down to the ground. Bad. Um, there was a lot of like parts that kind of was a little scary. Uh, also because yeah. the film had to had me almost in a trance. Um, as in like I my eyes was stuck on it and I couldn't like pull myself away from there. Like even when people were bugging me at work on my phone. I still sat there and I was like, yeah, shut up. I put my phone on snooze and then kept watching the film. So, like, putting myself in a trance, it's like I was as if I was there with them. And pretty much all of it would have would have been scary. But it's funny, though, too, because listen to the dialogue. It sounds so, like, real or the dialogue. Yeah. It was so it was so real to me. Like, it was like, you know, this is some shit my friends would say to each other. This is some shit that yeah. me and Shelton... <laughs> to each other or like walking through the one in this scenario right here or like you know what I mean like it was it like the, that was I think that's the part where the the comedy came in like it was so relieving and it felt so real um and it was easier for you to be put your to put yourself in their shoes definitely I, like I said there's so much dialogue that I absolutely loved in the movie you're 100% correct like the or when um Man, it was, I forgot what scene it was, but it's basically, uh, they're all like, and I think they're all trapped in the office. Or maybe it's afterwards, but basically Jeff goes, girls playing baseball, gay guys playing baseball. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was out of left field. It was so mean. <laughs> yeah, the, that too. Like, it was, it was natural stuff that would come out of somebody's mouth. And me being like the boss hog at one-liners, the whole time I kept relating to Jeff. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like something I would say. And I was like, it's not like I'm gonna react to what the hell he's saying. Like, it. He was such a good actor because the sh- the shit that he was saying, I would have been dying laughing every single time. Especially when he, especially when he, like, when he got his balls like busted yeah. and what, and Ricky was trying to fix it. I was like, how is he not laughing? Like, he's not even like smirking a little bit. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> Man, because you're gay, <laughs> dude. I would have. I wouldn't have been able to hold it in. I would have died laughing. Let's just let's go back to Mr. Pike real quick. How just he got his up. fucking dick ripped off. Yeah. I was so happy though. Yeah. Was, Honestly, fair. She was... was holding the whole ass dick in her hand afterwards. Man, that was what let's... got me. Well, Gabby is the like the before. He like walks in, uses the bathroom, and they they found out that he was been spying on people using this little peephole in the camera uh, against the ladies' locker room or bathroom. But was like, was she eating his ass? Was that what's going on there? Oh, or... she was fucking him. Fucking him. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> he, I just like yeah. the part where he goes male and female parts. But the yeah. funny thing was, is that it was so unexpected because I kind of thought that he was because when they said ladies room, I was like, I don't think that's a ladies room. Um, it was funny because, oh, fuck, I'm trying to remember what the hell I was going to say. Oh, because I thought he had some type of weird, it was going to be some type of weird attraction to um, chastity and that she was just going to form that's herself into chastity. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's going to be chastity. Like, you know, I bet she's going to. And then it was just it was she was just fucking him with a dick. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she just pulled off. And then like her victory, like pose at the end where she's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. she just had to let them know, like, yeah, I'm coming for that. (laughs) All your dicks. (laughs) Victory pose. That that was funny. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, um, man, I was like, I want to be her. Another funny part, though, is after the old man dies and she rips open that, like, uh, that, like, dimension thing, and we get our first, like, official, like, supernatural look here, 
as yeah. we literally launch into the climax. But what got me is that like Todd is crawling away. She just grabs him and throws him in there. And I'm just like, oh my God. No, I thought it was funny though, because like the portal thing was a vagina and she takes the virgin and just yeah. tosses it to the plant. So yeah. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. You guys know I love like clever, corny stuff sometimes. So this whole movie is full of it. Like, okay, the girl's name is Chastity and her job is to lock the doors. Chastity no. belt lock. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That like that whole like th- this movie's covered with that type of stuff. Um, I also like the uh, on one thing that uh, I'm seeing a lot of not a lot, but it's kind of becoming a uh, a more normalized thing with smaller horror movies because I saw one earlier this year that this year that did the same thing. But um, all of like so you know like basic horror movie slashers usually get like nudity from women. You get tits and all that, and there's a lot of that in this movie. But this movie does make an effort to show like male nudity. Like you get some ass, you get a, a couple of dicks, uh, one exploded ball, and uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a. I guess I don't want to say this movie started it, but this there is like a small growing population with like smaller horror movies, festival movies where they are starting to show more male. Uh, or I guess what would it be called the girl gaze or just the gaze or the male. I guess it would still be the male gaze, but it was just, it's more directed towards men. In horror movies, and I think that's kind of a not revolutionary. I feel like that's awesome though too, because like a lot of men would be like, "No, we're not." But I feel like they're more they're more um, reactive and emotional when it comes to stuff like that, especially a precious part like that. You know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna cut off on chastity? Like, you're gonna you're gonna pull her her clit off? Like, you're gonna be like, "Oh, look what I got!" Like, it's like a little clam she's holding in her hand. Like, what the fuck is that gonna be? Uh, the, the only so thing titty. really would be like if it ripped one of her titties off. Yeah. I mean, if you got a little ass. I mean, if you got a little ass, you get some like some meat there. Too. She got a little ass. Yeah, but like the whole. So, but I like the symbolism though too that's in there. I know it's like still a comedy though, but I think it's pretty like all the boys who fell for it. They were there was all some type of lust that was there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what you call it? And, like, Chastity was the only one who was able to keep breaking out of it. Like, she got sucked into it, but it was the bell who knocked her out of there. But, yeah. like, I like how all the boys, both gay and straight and nicotine addicted, were all <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I, I like the creativity around there, though, too. Like, it wasn't just, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, titty, big old titties. And I'm like, yeah, nice hooters. As a bisexual woman, I approve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think this movie has a very strong message of uh, repression, obviously within the Christian guidelines of like sexual repression and expression. I think that's all throughout this movie. But uh, yeah. I at first I used to think the ending of this movie on uh, Ricky and Chastity's part, everything with Todd and Abe and Jeff in the little dimension world was perfect for me. Like normally I would like cringe and like not turn off or like turn off when it gets to this when it gets to this level of supernatural. But I thought this was done perfectly with Ricky and them. It was funny, but it was also kind of scary with them being chased into the bathroom. But uh, everything with Ricky and uh, Chastity, at first I was like, this is a bit questionable, having the climax of, of this movie being this, like, Christian group. And the only, only way to stop the demon is to, I guess, draw it to them by being lustful. And Ricky has to pretty much put on a strip tease that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then, like he's he ends up fucking this like I, I don't I guess I guess it's the it's the succubus it in the, the dude guy form. In the movie. Oh yeah. okay okay so yeah it's yeah so Ricky basically has to like 
lose his virginity, I guess. I guess he wouldn't be a virgin. I, I don't know. They never really say, but basically Ricky has to be gay in order for them to like destroy the succubus demon. I mean, I feel like that's kind of mixed messaging, but it kind of still wraps up in a good way. That, but what it was is that like he's a lot more weaker and he has more like agility to like actually stab it. Yeah, yeah. That that part was cool. I was just saying like, you know, subtext wise, but I guess it kind of fits yeah. too because again, like I said, the movie is about like uh, repression and expression sexually and Ricky gets yeah, a chance I, to express I, I himself. Like he went to camp for being gay, so it was like taking it for challenges. He's able to stop. Yeah. yeah. Right when they said camp, I was like, oh, okay, I, I know what he, where he is. So I kind of saw right. it coming. Shelton the whole time was like, he's gay. He's gay. This heifer Shel- is gay. <laughs> Shelton, you didn't get that. No, he knew that. No, I knew that. Okay. I just kept saying it over and over again. Like this, this it's gonna be some. There's gonna be some gay shit going on here. <laughs> this nigga gay. I'm like, yeah, she's probably that right. But at the same time, like, yeah, Chastity was like, "There's no Jasmine." <laughs> Chastity was all over. I was, I was really gonna bust my ass if she would have been like, "His name is Jeremy, not Jasmine." <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Jasmine is it real? Oh yeah. So um, yeah, we also find out that uh. Uh, Ricky is a top. For that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, we do. But also, I was gonna say, like afterwards, uh, Ricky got pretty fucked up. <laughs> he was getting Man, scratched. He got fucked up. <laughs> that succubus beat the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, that succubus went on top of him, scratching the shit out of him for a hot second. Yeah, like they were taking forever. <laughs> so at the end, I'm like, I'm pretty sure out of everyone, Jeff and Ricky needs a hospital like immediately. <laughs> yeah. Because they're the ones that are on the verge of dying, like, from blood loss. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Let's give our uh, recommends. Do you recommend porno? Uh, let's start with Solo. I, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Um, it's a hilarious um, horror comedy. Absolutely love it. You know, the... The cringy fucking innocent one-liners, the the play on like this, the innocence and just the pure ignorance of of the characters is absolutely hilarious. Where most of the characters are clueless most of the time, that type of humor is just absolutely hilarious to me. Um, just enough horror aspects in it for you to get some scares here and there. Um. But definitely, yeah, I I recommend it. Um, definitely go on Shutter and look for it on there. Don't just try and search it up because you're never. I guarantee you, you're not gonna find what you're trying to look for. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Searching for this movie is impossible. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeanette. Um, this is my first ever, but 100% recommend you watching this movie. I uh, I never ever really like movies enough. To recommend a movie, I got this movie right here. I do recommend you got like people to watch. It's worth it. It's worth sitting around with your friends and and like sitting down and drinking a little bit and not even talking. Like you're not gonna want to talk the whole time. You're gonna want to tell everybody to shut up because it's a nice. It's not just like it's an easy watch. It's like I love the fact how like all their information is there. I didn't stop. I didn't like in the movie being like, okay, so what about this and what about that? They hit every point. I didn't have questions about the movie. I absolutely enjoyed it. All right, all right. 
uh, Shelton. Uh, I fully agree with both of them. I think uh, surprisingly, it's it's way better than you think it would be. Because <laughs> you go into it the beginning and you're like, oh god, I don't even know what this is. This feels like it's gonna be something weird. And you get into it, and it's like, yeah, this is weird, but it's a fun weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just a roller coaster that doesn't stop until it's over. I don't know if you remember, but you said the same thing about Daniel isn't real, and you, that's another movie I from Shutter you love. Isn't real. But you said the same thing. <laughs> so I, I like that we we have this. I like how how every movie we've done. It's our second Shutter movie, I think. That's Shutter like exclusive. Originals. Yeah, it's, it's our second exclusively Shutter. So I think Shutter really likes the the the, the system here. <laughs> oh, another thing, because shout out to Shutter, not sponsored though. You should sponsor us. Yeah, they sponsor oh. everyone else. Sponsor us. <laughs> Literally, but the show on their creep show is great. All right, goosebumps uh, vibes, but rated R. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, and as for me, I've, if it isn't obvious enough, I definitely recommend it. I think it's a great midnight horror comedy. Definitely something you can like sit, like Chinette said, sit back, get some beers, and just watch. It's one hundred percent my type of horror comedy. Like I said, like for me, horror comedies work most when they are gory and when they have really good dialogue. You know, this is this is up there with my my favorite horror comedy of all is Bright at Chucky because the the dialogue in that movie is yeah. gold. And this is this is like right up under there. Like you know, I don't really necessarily count the, the scream as horror comedy. That for me is just slasher horror, but it is funny in in a meta way. But this is true horror comedy. Same with Bright at Chucky. So I definitely recommend it on that principle. Uh, I love the gore. I love the dialogue. I like the acting and the characters. Uh, I do think it does get a bit slow at times, like Jeanette mentioned earlier. Like there are some moments where they're they're just they kind of spend a little too long on some storylines, but other than that, it's fine. Uh, I think it's mainly when they're trying to transition between them. Like so, for example, you got Ricky and Chastity trapped in the in the little room there. They're kind of there for like 20 minutes, it feels like, because they're still cutting between like Jeff and Abe, and then you got Todd going off on his own. But other than that, I think it's a fun movie about sexual repression and honesty and expression, and um, I highly recommend it. All right, so uh, that's our show. Uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight. It, it was a, a fun and funny conversation to have. It was great. I'm really surprised that it was a highly recommend for everybody, from yeah. everybody, which is pretty, that's pretty brand new to me. Yeah, that's I think great. it's a... It's definitely a first for the show. Usually we we have usually we recommend, but with like varying degrees. Like some of us are much higher than others, or some of us are very low. Um, I don't know why I did that with my voice, but uh, yeah. So um, thank you guys for listening. If you want more of the Murderboard podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Murderboard underscore Pod and on Twitter at Murderboard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments about the show. Please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. Uh, you can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And if uh, coming soon, you can find us on the Murderboard YouTube channel and right here on Anchor. Yes. Uh, don't forget to rate and review. Uh, that way we can get the podcast out to even more listeners and build our Murderboard community. Also consider supporting the podcast and help sustain future episodes such as this one by hitting the support slash link down below. Or you can join our official Patreon. There you can gain early access to new episodes and videos and bonus episodes and much more Murder Board content. Uh, and right now, if you join, you can get a personal shout-out uh, as an added benefit for the podcast. 
Uh, but that uh, benefit ends on September 30th. So if you really enjoy what we do and you want more while helping us out so we can get so we can continue to produce more content, then head over to the Patreon and subscribe soon today. Uh, next week, we are discussing a movie that I've been wanting to discuss for years now. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. And I'm really excited for this one. Um, and uh, as for that, um, that's we're, we're pretty much out of here. Uh, look for episodes on Fridays and Sundays, and we'll catch you again on the murder board. Goodbye. Bye. If you think you peed yourself, <laughs> double check, because it, it could be nuts. Could be. It might just be nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's right. curious. Oh! All right. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> Oh. <sighs>